Welcome to the Pinocchio Project. I'm your host, Mitch Friedman. Ideas have consequences, and every day you're exposed to ideas that promise human flourishing. Our mission here on the Pinocchio Project is to equip you to examine these everyday ideas so that you can determine for yourself whether or not they deliver on their promises. Welcome to the Pinocchio Project. This is Mitch Friedman, your host, joined as always by Jeff Olson, our sound engineer. Uh, Jeff has a new nickname around here, Par Excellence. Uh, so Jeff, do you want me to call you Par Excellence, just Par or Excellence? Just the singular syllable Par. All right, so Mitch and Par here uh, for the Pinocchio Project. Uh, today, uh, on the eve of our, or the threshold of our midterm elections, here on next Tuesday in America, uh, I've uh, titled this podcast Holocausts Blatant and Hidden. Holocaust Blatant and Hidden. So let me define my terms here. Uh, something that's blatant is done openly and without shame. And a holocaust is a destruction or slaughter on a mass, a mass scale. Blatant, done openly, without shame, holocaust, destruction, or slaughter on a mask scale. I don't think I need to define the term hidden uh, because that means out of sight, uh, usually uh, on purpose, uh, by design. Uh, so this uh, podcast was, I think, catalyzed, this, this subject matter was catalyzed uh, during my anniversary weekend with my lovely bride on the Frio River. Cherry and I have been married Hello, Dollface, if you're listening. Sherry and I have been married uh, for 35 years, which is a miracle of God uh, based on the man that I was uh, when we got married. And by God's grace, uh, he interrupted my reality, changed my identity, and changed the trajectory of our marriage and our family. Uh, 35 years ago, we were married. And uh, so we spent the weekend on the Frio River, uh, enjoyed a gift of a facility, a nice place uh, by, owned by a friend of ours. And uh, the Frio River uh, in that area, Lakey, Texas, Concan, Texas, is near Uvalde, Texas, which, as you know, uh, this year was visited by a horrendous Holocaust, uh, destruction and slaughter on a mass scale. And so during our weekend, Sherry and I were, we like we call it scooter pooping. We got in the car, we're, we're checking out the area, and uh, we decided to go to Uvalde to see the scene for ourselves. And it was a very sobering and even dark uh, approach as, as we got closer to the facility to Robb Elementary School, uh, where the, the, the killing took place on May 24th of this year. I found myself just becoming more inwardly focused and uh, just unable to, uh, to process uh, what I was about to see. And so we, we visited uh, Robb Elementary School there near South High Street in Uvalde. And so the specs here of this uh, blatant Holocaust done openly and without shame, this destruction, this slaughter on a mass scale, uh, was Tuesday, May 24th. Uh, it was a premeditated murder of 19 children uh, and two adult teachers and included the killing of the perpetrator, Salvador Ramos, a 19-year-old man. I'm sorry, an 18-year-old man. And the where, again, is Charles Robb Elementary School in Uvalde. 
and Sherry and I, uh, we approached the school and parked uh, on the other side of the street on the curb. And it was just a, it's just a normal neighborhood. Uh, but outside the school now are all kind of uh, makeshift and more formalized memorials. Uh, they've closed the school. It won't reopen. But we spent about, I don't know, uh, 15, 20 minutes uh, walking directly uh, through the memorials, both the, the makeshift and the formal. And, uh, you know, we both just wept as we saw the picture, the, the pictures of these kids and these teachers, and we realized uh, as we tried to place ourselves on scene on that day, on May 24th, just what kind of horror uh, was experienced. And so the responses to this blatant Holocaust, I think, have been expected and appropriate. Obviously, parental and community horror, parental and community grief, outrage. Unfortunately, uh, due to what seems to be a lack of appropriate response by law enforcement, you know, calls for their accountability, renewed calls for stricter gun control, uh, which, you know, I believe have to be considered, and also the response of, uh, as I would say, a raised awareness of what I call young man desperation in our culture, as more and more young men in these acts of desperation and despair uh, create all kind of problems. And also raised awareness of, of a mental health crisis that is expanding in our culture. So part of our weekend was to spend some time, uh, I would say, sitting in grief, in the grief of the event of this blatant Holocaust. But what I came to realize is we experience a hidden Holocaust uh, every day in our culture. And I would say hidden because this Holocaust is conducted under the cover of what I call euphemism. A euphemism, and I've talked about this before on the Pinocchio Project, a euphemism is a, a way to dress up distasteful, uncomfortable, or even unacceptable uh, concepts or behaviors uh, with terms that seem to legitimize them. And this is a hidden holocaust in our culture. And I'm bringing this up the week before our election day on Tuesday of next week, November the 8th. So let me just go through uh, the specs of the hidden Holocaust, whereas May 24th of this year was the, the blatant Holocaust of the Charles Robb elementary shooting. Uh, this, this hidden Holocaust happens every single day in American culture. So the when is today, which is November 3rd, 2022, it will be tomorrow, November 4th, 2022. It will be the next day, and it will be the next day, and it will be the next day. And it's been every day of 2022 since January 1st of this year. That's the when. The what is also premeditated murder. Not of 19, although 19 is horrific but it's the premeditated murder of 1,726 children every day since January 1st of this year. The premeditated murder of 1,000. I wrote this out. Do you ever, you ever write checks anymore, Jeff? And have you ever wrote a, a really big check or have you written one recently that's in the thousands so it requires the entire line 
and you find yourself coming to the end of the line and you haven't left room for all the all the description of the amount and then so you start writing underneath and putting an arrow up so you can finish it well i wrote this out this isn't a number in my notes this is these are the words because i wanted to feel the weight of this myself 1726 children there's also very often the resultant emotional distress and death of the persons responsible for this premeditation. And when I say emotional death, I'm talking about consequences that are seen uh, sometimes years downstream. So the where is not, an, is not a physical street address, but it's in the supposed security of a mother's womb. And the persons responsible are enslaved, confused, frightened moms, and often fathers. So this hidden Holocaust, if you've been paying attention, you've already identified in one word, and that's abortion. Done under the cover of euphemism, like reproductive health care, human rights, a bodily autonomy, uh, the, the right I have to express myself in all things sexually without consequence, and when there is a consequence, I am now free, uh, permitted, and even encouraged uh, to rid myself of this undesired consequence growing in, in the womb. So the hidden Holocaust, every day, the premeditated murder of 1,726 children with the often concurrent resultant emotional death of the people responsible. So when I say that this is a, a strategic placement of an episode, it's because we have elections right around the corner and elections have consequences. And it's our responsibility to put the lights on in this dark corner of hidden Holocaust. And that means that we expose the euphemisms. We call this what it is. And we offer winsome ideas to free the captives who have been enslaved by these supposed necessary expressions of human sexuality under the guise of freedom, but it is absolute shackling of the human soul and the human psyche and the human emotions. And again, some of these consequences of, of the shackling don't show themselves for years or even decades, but they have very real impact on the premeditated parties involved. And I just want to pause and say that there is uh, hope if, if you have been one who has behaved in this premeditated way of killing unborn children. And Sherry and I have this in our profile. It breaks my heart regularly. I still know that I have, and Sherry has, uh, we've been forgiven, but that doesn't mean that the scars still don't radiate pain uh, on a regular basis. But it's our responsibility to bring these euphemisms out into the light and to expose them with truth. Ideas have consequences and bad ideas have victims. And the premeditated murder of 1,726 children every day are the worst kind of victims. This is, this is the worst of ideas. Ideas have consequences and elections have consequences. This is really the first election since 1973 with Roe v. Wade now being overturned. 
where there is actually a lot at stake uh, at our state level. Uh, so it's your responsibility, and I've said this recently, it's your responsibility to vet every candidate. And if you're a follower of Christ, it's your responsibility to vote biblical convictions. Before I leave today, I want to recommend a great new resource. Uh, it's a book titled Tearing Us Apart. And the subtitle is How Abortion Harms Everything and Solves Nothing. Uh, it, is, it is statistical. It is fact-based. It's also anecdotal and has narrative. But at its root is the absolute truth of the impact of this premeditated murder that's been legalized in our country uh, over the last many decades. Tearing Us Apart, How Abortion Harms Everything and Solves Nothing. The authors are Alexandra DeSanctis and Ryan T. Anderson, two very trusted academic scholars and advocates of life in the womb being protected. So remember, it's your responsibility. It's a gift to you of stewardship in our country to vote and devote your biblical convictions. We must put the lights on, call this what it is, and pray that God reverses uh, this downward trend uh, in a culture of death and desperation. That's a result of being enslaved by bad ideas. So, uh, on that note, I'm going to sign off. Until next time, Mitch Friedman for The Pinocchio Project. Thanks so much for being with us on The Pinocchio Project today. If this podcast has value for you, please subscribe or follow. Give us a five-star rating and share. If you have an everyday idea you'd like to submit for us to examine, simply email us at pinocchioprojectpod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at PinocchioPod, or you can hit the links in the show notes below. Thanks again for listening, and remember, your everyday ideas have significant consequences.